0: Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast. In this episode, we bring you one of the toughest guys in the country, a mixed martial artist who competes in the heavyweight division and recently challenged himself by dropping down to light heavyweight where he found success in the cage. We're talking about Diamondback FC co-owner, the one and only Greg Marv Hearn. The Daily Combat Podcast is brought to you as always by Olympic hopeful turned boxer and all-round sporting polymath Isabella Rossitano, arm wrestling influencer Hollywood Matt Connolly and combat sports ring announcer Dave Stockbridge. This episode would not be possible without the support of our sponsors and this week we would like to highlight Diamondback Fighting Championship who have been putting on amazing mixed martial arts events in the state of South Australia. Diamondback FC is co-owned by today's guest, Greg Hearn, and CardioFlex gym owner, Craig Ikey. Diamondback FC is the future of mixed martial arts competition in the state of South Australia, with plans to go national. Having run several successful events, including the Apex Sports Festival which was an outdoor sporting extravaganza highlighting all manner of combat sports in the country. Both Craig and Greg had poured their heart and soul into the company with a fantastic result for everyone involved. These guys truly have the formula for success in the combat sporting world. You can find out more about Diamondback FC, including upcoming fighting events via their website, diamondbackfc.com. Today's guest, Greg Hearn, goes into detail about his mixed martial arts career and how both he and Craig formulated the creation of Diamondback FC. Greg gives his thoughts in an honest and no-holds-barred manner. His passion for fighting is clear, and it was a privilege hearing his story. So please welcome Great Ma. This
1: episode of the Daily Combat Podcast. I'm your host Dave Stopbridge, and joined as always, or at least for the second time, is Izzy Rossitano.
2: Hello, hello.
1: Matthew Connolly. Eddie. Hey, and our very, <laughs> very first time uh, feature. Uh, Athlete here today is Greg Hearn. Thanks so much for joining us, Greg. All no right, thanks for having us. Uh, first and foremost, DFC coming yep. up first of August. Yep, huge event. You're deeply involved in it. Share us, a, uh, share with everybody what's going on then. Yeah, cool. No, worries. so uh,
3: very excited to be returning to, to the home of DFC, Adelaide Oval, so up in the William McGarry Room. Um, obviously, we will be back there from August first. Matches starting to be re- released now. So uh, off the top of the off the top of the head, we've got Nick Edwards versus. Now, now I'm look looking an you. Um, fella from Melbourne, good, good, it's going to be a good scrap. I can, I can guarantee you that. But yeah. <laughs> Craig's lined up a banger for that one. And then we've also got um, Priscus and Declan Moody doing a BJJ Super Grapple as well. So it's, it's going to be a cracker. We'll be releasing more more uh, matches as we sort of start to, to get closer to the date. But, yeah, no, it's going to, be, going to be great. Great to be home, that's for sure.
1: Mate, it, it's, been a, it's been a long time. Uh, so since the last one, oh, oh, over a year? Over a year for the um, DFC. So DFC, last,
3: the last DFC we held was in February 2020. Another world um, So, yeah, that was a, a long time ago. And then, obviously, we've had Apex since then. Um, obviously, end of uh, – or start of this year, sorry, mm-hmm. in, in February. And then we'll be looking to, to, obviously, replicate Apex either at the end of this year or start of next year. Just uh, trying to figure out around the, uh,
1: the schedules for, for, obviously, ovals, et cetera. So uh, for those that haven't been to DFC before, mm. it's held in the McGarry room. So there's about, uh, what, about 1,100, 1,200 yeah, about,
3: fight fans in the room? Yeah, about, about 1,100, 1,200 fight fans uh, can can
1: get in there and, and see some
3: MMA live action here in, in Adelaide. It's, it's great. It, it,
1: it, the atmosphere in that room is electric, mm-hmm. uh, and especially when you've got some big fights on as I yeah. know Craig's working on at the moment. So yeah. it, it's sure to be an absolutely fantastic night. So if people haven't already done so or are just finding out about the DFC event coming up now. They can head over to diamondbackfc.com.au for their tickets. Yep, yep. Uh, no AU, just dot .com. Just dot .com? Yeah. So diamondbackfc.com. Dot com, yeah. Head straight over there, book your tickets nice yep. and early, make sure you get one of those uh, very exclusive VIP tickets if you can. Yeah. Uh it. They don't last <laughs> long. So yeah, uh, yeah. make your way over to the website and book yourself a ticket now. So, Greg, uh, tell us a little bit about your history. How is it that you got started in MMA and uh, and, and you're you fight
3: journey so far Um, my fight journey so far and how i got started okay well um all right so my my involvement in in combat sports here in in sa is is probably not as uh storied or as interesting as as some i Mm -hmm. i I didn't i I didn't train martial arts from an early age i i I sort of got to the age of 29 and um i went through some some i guess some life-changing uh, moments and, and i made a list of 30 things that i wanted to do before i uh, turned 30 right. and um one of those things was to, to have a professional fight um i guess uh similar to, to matt I, I i was involved in the security industry here in in sa in some way shape or form for around about 15 years and so i've had probably plenty of fights mm. but um never never had the opportunity to, to test myself um in, in a combat sports arena against someone who was there for exactly the same reason you know like a, Punched on with plenty of pissed dickheads and, and you know, <laughs> throwing people out of clubs and and you know, probably fought people over the stupidest things in the whole wide world. <laughs> but but I, I didn't really consider them fights, you know. So I, I wanted to, to test my mettle and go, well, this is probably something that I, I think I can do. I'd you know, I probably felt I had a bit of a tough guy reputation and I wanted to kind of validate that, not to not to anyone else but myself to sort of say, look, you know, this is something I can do. It's a bit of a bit of a journey to get in there and obviously compete. Um, so, yeah to to get to get cracking, I just drive past this joint every day. We're not I wouldn't actually drive past it. I drive past this sign. Uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, our old gym was on off of Maxwell Road, um, mm-hmm. uh, in in the sort of back end of sort of Parahills Hills and uh, and, and So I would drive past this sign every day. MMA gym and MMA gym and MMA gym. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go check that out. <laughs> so, so I did. And I rolled in and you know, like a bit of a peacock, strutted in and was like, hey. I know how to fight. <laughs> How's this going to happen? And, um, and and pretty much that's how, how I met my business partner, Craig, and, and he's looked at me and gone, all right, well, you know, you look like you'd be all right. How about you come back here for sparring tonight um, at um, – seven o'clock
1: and had you had any formal training or nah, had you, so nah. just just doing just, security work just, and- just doing security
3: yeah and just yeah. You know, like and everyone knows how to throw a punch but no one knows how to throw a punch yeah so like, <laughs> like, i can i can hit stuff but but now i was going to learn how to hit stuff properly and and so i'll come back for sparring that night um yeah, you know, some of the boys touched me up. A bit, I'll I'll be honest. You know. but, you know, got, uh, the ego get a little bit dented. Uh, yeah. Or? Yeah. And, but then but then I was like, well no, this is something that I wanted to do and I didn't lose any teeth. So I was yeah. like, oh that's, <laughs> you know, that's always a bonus. Yeah. And so I I I made a hash of it and felt I'd, I'd come back. And I got pretty close to achieving my, my goal of uh having a fight before I turned 30. I was actually scheduled to have a fight um pretty much uh would have been our from memory around about April or May of the, of that year. Um uh go now but uh, my, my opponent unfortunately suffered a bit of an injury uh on the day of the, the weigh-ins, so <laughs> we, uh, we, we we had to, we had to put a kibosh on that <laughs> one and then and then but then i wasn't much longer afterwards that i got, I got my first opportunity to, to step in there and um and i guess that was it was probably a really not a life-altering moment but, but a real opportunity to, to sort of reflect and um being that like like i said i'd had plenty of fights previously where i'd, I'd punch punched on with, Minders and, and, and done whatever oh, sorry i can't say that word no said it. it's fine yeah. <laughs> pissed pissed people yeah um, but yeah i got an opportunity to get in there and i, I remember vividly sort of remembering um prior to, to stepping into to my first fight that not that i was ever scared like i'd you know i'd have nights sort of going you know laying down going to sleep thinking oh, what happens if i get knocked down the first minute you know what hmm. I mean? but it's like you need to trust yourself what you've sort of done and and you know like yeah, the training that you're putting in, and, and the group that I'd surrounded myself with, I, they were confident in me, and I need to be confident in myself. But I'm I'm sitting there before my first fight, and it got probably got to about fifteen minutes out. You don't know when you're going to get called, but you know I figured it was about fifteen minutes out. and I've gone like, what am I doing? Hmm. I, I don't know this guy. He's done nothing wrong to me. <laughs> hey, I've done nothing wrong to him. You got philosophical about it. Yeah, we, we're about <laughs> like, this is this is getting a bit silly. Like, no, nah, I, I, I probably probably shouldn't do this. But then, yeah, like. I've i said I will. <laughs> All right, no worries. So like, yeah, my, my my sort of inner ego come out and said, "No, nah, you're you're an idiot. Get in there and, and and did get in there and um, yeah, I remember remember we 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 started throwing punches as you do. So obviously we touch gloves and then he's he's landed a couple. He was, he was an islander, um, you know, Felipe, what, Felipe Togo or Togo or something like that. I think mm-hmm. off the top of my head. But um, he he yeah, he landed a couple of big big heavy shots and I've gone off. I could get punched in the head like this? I'm probably going to get knocked out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but no, we, we, we had a bit of a, a good dance and, and you know, we, we, we got through it and um, I was lucky enough to choke him out in the second round. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a good opportunity to get, well, for my mind, it was a good opportunity to get in there. And then I'm, I'm not, a, not unashamed to say this. I got out of the, the cage and, and you know, walked back to, back to the room and obviously had all this high celebration and it's great. This is fantastic. And then I bawled like a baby. Oh, I was such an, a big emotional, emotional dump. Like, and I, I wasn't sad, and I wasn't happy. I was just, well, what's going on? So, um, yeah, it was just, it was just, just a really sort of liberating experience, and just to sort of understand and then have a bit of a, a philosophical look at it. I guess as as you pointed out, and then it wasn't until after the fight that that I really sort of got a bit of a better understanding that that even though we're fighting, I, I now more look at it like we're competing, and mm. and with this competition, it's it's a gift. So what I'm giving that other person is an opportunity to test themselves and what they're giving me is an opportunity to test myself. Yeah, and and I find that really that's that's why I I still well, that's why I competed, or why I'd, I'd still like to compete in the future, is because you know it, it is it is a very special thing to me to be able to go well, hey, look, you know what, like you know, you, you look at the camaraderie ship that we have generally after a fight and even before a fight. Like I've I've never fought anyone I don't like. I've, yeah. I you know I, I have I have a relationship with, with most people that I fought with outside of. You know, after the fight as well, whether it's just a quick catch-up and a beer or, or you know, a bit of a, you know, you, you have your hug and you, you thank each other, yeah. um, you know, et cetera. But, but, like, that, that's what's important to me is, is that, you know, these people, I've, I've had eight professional fights and, and I've got eight people who I have, regardless of whatever, whether win, loss, draw or however the fight's played out, like, I have a connection with these people. And, and I'm very appreciative of the fact that they gave me an opportunity to test myself, mm. and and I, I would hope to think that they're, they're appreciative of the fact that they gave me this opportunity to test myself as well.
1: And how long after that first fight did it take you to come around that realisation that this isn't a fight, this is a competition, and and to come about that perspective? Um, was it after that emotional dump and, yeah, and was, know, was in probably, the weeks thereafter?
3: Well, yeah, like I said, he, he landed a couple of good shots, and it probably was when I was sitting on the couch at home um, your face is all swelled up I was, I was, I was in a bit of a world of pain going like man why, why would I do this like, but, but then on the other hand I'm like, yeah and that's and that's probably where it where it come about like is is you know um that that understanding and yeah realization a few few weeks like well, a couple of days later you know mm. where it was like oh, okay this is this is why and and you know then that's why I feel very comfortable like I like it's a weird thing to say but I enjoy fighting hmm. like and and you know I don't enjoy going down the street and Punching on with people—that's that's, that's yeah. not to me. That's not something that you should enjoy. Mm. But but I enjoy that that competition and that opportunity to to like I said, test myself. Like I, f- I find it, it's really rewarding. I I, I can't recommend enough. I, I I can't say enough to enough people that everyone should get to a combat gym and not just to punch on with people. But but obviously, I think it puts the things a lot of things in perspective. If if you get into a a, a, a competition or a fight or, or however you want to frame it up with someone, right? Are, are your problems that big outside? Like mm. getting punched in the face doesn't hurt. Like when you get punched in the face, it doesn't hurt. You were mentioning that last
1: week. Yeah.
3: yeah. Like when, it's surprisingly, when you, like, not that painful. Yeah, it? like yeah. When, when you get cut, like it, it doesn't hurt. You know what hurts is is a couple of days later you're mm. sitting there and you, your face is all bruised up and you, you've you actually got that moment to reflect and, and, and look at it. And when, when in the moment, that's probably the best way to frame it, in the moment it doesn't hurt, okay? And that's, that's how a lot of people live, like in the moment. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's when they have that time to reflect later on. So to me, everyone needs to have a fight because in the moment it, it's, you know, that might seem like it, it's the biggest problem, but it doesn't hurt. And yeah. then when later on down the track, you've got that opportunity to reflect upon it and you go, oh, probably shouldn't have done that or probably should have done this. And, and you know, every, every fight well, for me, I run back in my head and go, that's probably where I fucked up or that's, yeah. that's you know, like that's probably where I won. And, and you know, you know so, but yeah, sorry hmm. to digress.
1: But, Not yeah. at all. Did, so um, you were saying that that uh, – those thoughts that run through your head when you do lose. And does it take a while to shake that? And, and how do you address that uh, so that you're better prepared for next time? Or how do you, how do you quieten those voices as you're leading up to the next fight? Or do you just let them go and use that as some kind of um, motivation? Really,
3: um, really hard to det- like describe how, how, yeah, like I was on a five fights skid, So like I'd lost five fights in a row before I won my last one. Yeah. Right. So, um, and, and, to, to get up and sort of go, mate, I want to do it again. And and I, I look back at all my fights and I go, all right, that's where I lost this one. That's where I lost this one. You know, that one went to the judges. So I wasn't too happy with that. Yeah. You know, I lost this one here or I've done that there. You know what I mean? Um, hmm. But I, I never really lost faith in, in myself. And yeah. like, a, you know, one of my, my favourite sayings is like, I felt like every fight I've been in, I've deserved to win, mm. right? And just like everything in life, just because you deserve something or just because you feel like you deserve something doesn't mean that you will you will get it. Yeah. And I think to me it's a good objective lesson to, to anyone out there, you know what I mean? Like I can train as hard as I want to train. I can, I can get up and go for a 4 a.m. run. I can be in the gym for 10 hours a day, right? And I can do everything that I can possibly do to make sure that I deserve to win, mm. right? But my opponent he might be going 11 hours he might be getting up at 4 uh, he might be getting up at 359 to go for his run right like, he might just be doing that little bit extra and he might deserve to win a little bit more than me. yeah all right yeah you know, fighting fighting to me yeah you he's know, is, is, is not like kicking the footy like playing basketball tennis maybe tennis but like it's it's an individual sport and there's no there's no there's, there's definitely a winner and there's definitely a loser yeah all right and there's no there's no in betweens there's yeah. no like all right you both put a good effort in yeah. Oh, occasionally, it does happen, but like majority fans in at home, people like people in, in in a fight. Generally, you you'll always know up here. You can't lie to yourself. Yeah. So you, you'll actually know. So, but I never lost that belief. I always always I, I'm not going to say I was. I've considered myself to be you know one of the best fighters in in, in Australia. That that sounds like I've got a big head, but I always mm. knew that if I did the work, that that I've, I'm I'm a, a puncher's chance. I'm yeah. always I'm always yeah, you know, and I, I work hard, and and it just means that occasionally I'm going to get. Someone's going to punch me harder. And yeah, it, but it never disheartened me. I Always felt that you know what, you know, I'm always going to have a crack, and always probably will have a
1: crack. Yeah. So, what was it that um, that led you to write that list uh, before you were thirty? <laughs> um, I got divorced. Okay. So, um, I,
3: I like I've, I've got five kids, and, and I I met um I met, met 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 a lady who I didn't know very well. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, we we had children pretty early on in our relationship. Yeah. Um, and I. I the at the time I thought I did the right thing and I married her. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't wasn't the right thing to do like for, on a, on a personal level and and obviously hindsight's always a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, you know, but but we we had three kids together and then I you know I, I had a bit of a look at myself in the mirror one day um, and probably wasn't a very nice person to be around. I was I was working a lot trying to supply or support you know, my, my family and yeah. and yeah you know, I was getting a bit frustrated with things that were happening at home and um I I, I I, not that I, I I didn't coin this term uh, a, a friend of mine who was who was helping me go through this at this point in time or, or helped me con- not make the decision but provided me some insight it was like you got to ask yourself what do you want for your kids mm. do you want do you think your kids want happy dad or angry dad mm-hmm. right and if your kids want happy dad well then you need to make yourself go become happy right? yeah or, or, or you're going to stay in this sort of rut and, and that's and that's what I did like I, I you yeah, know, I, I looked at and I made a bit of a bit of a tough decision mm. um, that's and, a huge decision and, and, and you know um, was it wasn't a decision taken lightly? That's for sure. And then I you know, made the decision that that I was gonna gonna leave. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, yeah. And then with that, you know. We've... and start fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I know I'm happy. I'm in my happy place. But no, <laughs> like, you know, I, like I said, I made made that list, and and yeah, there was thirty things on it, and I think I've most of them done. But
1: yeah. And and what were your your friends and family around just saying to you as you're, you're thirty years old now, stepping into this sport where? 30, at the age of thirty. Well, we we had um, Jordan Biggie Stevens sitting where you're sitting, yeah. and he's thirty-one and now retired mm. uh, in a strength sport, and mm. and you're thirty at that stage, just entering yeah. at a time when a lot of guys are retiring. Um, what were they saying to you?
3: Um, I had a really good supportive group of friends. They yeah. they were all oh, okay, cool, no worries. <laughs> Funnily enough, most of them are bouncers. So, <laughs> so, so, so go for it, keep going. So like, yeah, yeah no worries, that's fine. Um, yeah, you know, uh, my family um very very supportive as well and what my, my partner as well like um so um my fiance well she's now my fiance but my, my partner at the time as well after after i'd split up um was was very very supportive of it as well she's like look you want to you want to do this like she she still supports me to this day with it so you know, she she recognizes that it's, it's something that's important to me but yeah i never really had any naysayers um They've come along a little bit lately, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're getting a bit old yeah. uh, you know things aren't that easy and and yeah you know, it's but it's it's good to have those type of people around as well like to to keep you keep you grounded and, and and have a bit of an understanding. but at at that point in time in my life, everyone was very supportive of it they they they, they knew I wanted to i you know I've played pretty much every every not every sport and man, but yeah, you know, I've been involved in most sports throughout my life and and you know it felt like it was a good opportunity
1: yeah. You know. So now you're you're 38 years old, yep. um, and you're getting some of those uh, sage words of advice that maybe 38 is getting towards the end of your career. How how are you feeling physically, and um, and and how are you feeling those voices uh, emanating now as you uh, are getting to the autumn of your years <laughs> and in the octagon in the cage?
3: Um, certainly, uh, I'm I'm yeah. You know, I'm at a stage where I need to, to start to realize what's, what's, what's important, I guess. Um, physically, yeah, you know, every, every athlete carries a lot of injuries. Um, you know, so I need surgery on both my knees, I've popped my hips, I've ruptured my Achilles twice, I've popped my shoulders out, you know, I've broken my hands. Um, now, I've never had a broken nose. You've you just know.
2: put me off MMA yeah.
3: in
1: a few sentences. But, 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 but it's only been eight years. But, yeah.
3: but, but, but in, in, in all honesty, all right, I, I got hurt more playing footy than I have had fighting. So the only, the, the worst injury I've had fighting. Where were you playing footy? Parents yeah. <laughs> don't take in your children in, 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 in the northern suburbs. Yeah. Hours, yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, but yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, so it, it, fighting isn't as dangerous as people think. But to sort of you know. To look at my injuries itself, like I've ruptured my Achilles playing footy, I've done my knees playing footy, done my shoulders playing footy, um, yeah, you know, broken my hands playing footy. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, um, I'm not um, entering the football field again, either. <laughs> <no. laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but, but
3: fighting, but, but fighting is, is the worst. The worst thing I've had happen there is um, just a couple of cuts, like right? you know, so, as <laughs> <laughs> bad as that sounds, and and a couple of you know, broken thumbs.
1: <laughs> but it's all good no. it's, it's okay but that's when you're hitting something too hard yeah yeah, that's right you no. might be winning if you're breaking stuff so yeah, that's it, that's it. So, yeah. no. so, so you were mentioning before you were coming off a, a, a fight losing streak yeah. um, as you're entering into the next one so you, but you, you were saying that you still had a tremendous faith in yourself yeah. at that stage like you'd felt that maybe um, you know you'd if you were giving your best, and on the right day, you could still take on anybody. Yeah. Um, where do you think that that sense of faith comes from in yourself? Just a massive ego. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you are honest about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. no, no. no
3: like I said off the top, like yeah, I've surrounded myself with, with good people and, and a good knowledge base. Um, you know, like for this for this in particular fight, like I dropped from heavyweight to to light heavyweight. Mm. Um, and before I'd sort of made that decision, um, you know, I'd. Had a look at a couple of things and and you know it was you know like I said I'm very lucky to be surrounded and blessed by people who who have my best interests at heart so um first person uh, who I sort of got in contact with was, was Chris Jarvis um, mm-hmm. mr Australia uh, or former Mr Australia mm-hmm. and he sort of provided me with a nutrition plan to say hey, listen if you want to get from A to B you need to, to sort of follow this
1: and what were you standing around at at the time so
3: at Christmas weight time, one. Christmas, Christmas time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, even even Christmas before Christmas, <laughs> yeah. even before Christmas, I was 115 kilos. Right, so, Um close, to probably to 117 actually. <laughs> the <previous laughs> and then when I, when I got approached for, for this opportunity, um, I was probably at about 110. Cool. Um, and I sort of said, promote yeah, here, cool, knows I can make 93. I tried <laughs> to get the first first fight. I tried to get at 96.5. I was like, 96 of you, all right. And then he was like, no, nah, it needs to be at 90 93, and then you get a get a you weight know, allowance. But I was like, all right, cool. Well, mm. Ninety three it is. So um yeah, got got set in a pretty good footpath or on a path with, with diet. Mm-hmm. Um being again, got, you know, a lot of a lot of kids and obviously I work a full time job, which is yeah. demanding as well. Um, you know, finish studying, got a family, got to look after that as well. When I when I first when I agreed to this fight, I was primarily training, you know, the wee hours of the night. So I'd come home, put the kids to bed, um, you know, time with the missus and then pack me bags at about 10, 30, 11 o'clock and go to the gym by myself. Wow. Um, so get into the gym and you know, either do bag work or just just work on, on getting fit again and started to slowly see the weight come down. There's a bit of a, a period in the middle where the weight stopped coming off and I was like, <laughs> what's going <laughs> on? Yeah. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I need to be here and I'm well off here. But um, no, I just trusted the process and surrounded myself with good people. Craig was, was instrumental, provided me a, sort of a good solid game plan. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, yeah, I just had, like, a lot of help from the boys at the gym who were out there to, you know, who want the best for me as well.
1: And, and do you like training? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I'm um, Very, very cliche. Like, if I, if I don't get to go to the gym, like, I'd, I'd get me angry pants Yeah, I'd, really, like yeah. Like, I'd, yeah, I'd struggle. You Struggle, strug, it. Strug, struggle with it. Like, and, okay. and not, and just any physical exertion. Yeah. Like, yep. I'd, I feel like I need, like, I work a, a pretty mundane office job, nine to five, Monday to Friday, like, which is, not something that I'm used to. Like I worked for a long time, just in the night, and had had the day to myself, so I could always go to the gym. But yeah, I'd, particularly now, I feel like yeah, I need I need that opportunity to go to the go to the
1: gym and release a little
3: bit. <laughs> I guess it's probably the best terminology a, for it.
1: So it's therapy for you. Yeah, yeah, yep yeah, yeah. yeah. As I imagine it would be for a lot of uh, lot of fighters as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so I, I've got queued up your last fight. So uh, just some final thoughts before we uh, start playing some of that for you and get your thoughts as we're going through.
3: Um, what well, on the fight? Yeah, yeah. Just in
1: terms of the build-up and your expectations. Obviously, you're going from heavyweight to to a light heavyweight, yeah. and uh, so all of those challenges are going on in the background, which uh, aren't such a big problem when you're a heavyweight. You don't have to worry yeah. so much about the weight. So that's just another factor. Um, so, what was the motivating factor in dropping a division? Um,
3: I guess I'd, I'd probably fought all the the best guys in in, in Australia at heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as a, as an as another sort of personal goal, I, I sort of looked at myself and said, well, I've never gone through the full journey, the full fight journey. Like I've mm-hmm. never had to lose weight. I've, I've I've always sort of been north of hundred, and our, our ceilings hundred and twenty. So mm-hmm. I never had to cut weight, never had to drop anything. I I've just always kind of, uh, what do I weigh on the day? That's fine. Turn up and we we, we fight. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I wanted to kind of experience that full journey. So that, that was the main motivating factor to get to the light heavyweight. And then surprisingly, well not not surprisingly, once I got there, I was like, man, I feel. A lot healthier, like <laughs> my knees good. aren't so sore. Like, yeah. this, is, this is actually pretty good. I'm, I'm, might I I look good out. with my shirt off, it like <laughs> uh, wasn't necessarily looking the best with my shirt off.
0: <laughs> sure, but, yeah. So, weighed so in at 93 on the day. What were you on fight night? Uh, fight night
3: will probably balloon back up to like 97,
0: 98. Yeah, right. So. Nine. so, how much did you cut sort of in the last couple of days leading up to the fight?
3: Um, well. I, I stopped eating so fight was on friday and i said Waynes were on friday so i stopped eating my last meal was like thursday lunchtime right so wow. it wasn't 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 too bad um where so probably probably flew in like on the plane landed at about 90 96-ish, okay, so really close. 96 ish yeah, okay like very very close like nice. um had had a great sort of you know cut like weight wise etc um and then yeah like obviously just Twenty minutes in the sauna. Nice. Uh, twenty, well, yeah, I think it was twenty minutes in the sauna. Twenty minutes under the tower. Um, so under the tower. So looking like a bit of an Eskimo, Mate, um, sweating it. out, and, and then about another fifteen minutes in, and about another about another twenty minutes under the towel, and then I was done. Or, yes. even, even Craig was a bit surprised how much I sweated <laughs> out. I was like,
0: see, like <laughs> I'm I, prolific sweater. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like my body's like, no, you don't need that anymore. You're hot. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. but, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, one of the things I mean, I was watching. Greg's fight this week because i knew he was going to be a guest on the uh one of the things that really stood out was the tenacity and the sort of heart that you show in your fights that um a lot of the ones where you did actually you know get a loss it wasn't that it was like a straight knockout and you were knocked out it was you know the other person had a dominating position uh you were still in the fight you were still you could see you were still trying you were still still pushing back at every opportunity that you had especially the one you had uh the title fight against um sam um you know he had the side control position um, i saw you really pushing hard trying to flip off the cage you were um really in the fight the whole time even though he sort of landed a lot of uh you know punches and some elbows and you got a cut on the back of your head i think you got a cut on your eye when the doctor was checking you out, you still wanted to keep fighting. I mean, you were like, you were there. You you still had that, as you said, punches chance. You like, you are still in that fight. It was not in any of your career that I've seen where someone's just come out and just absolutely destroyed you. It's like you are still in that, and I think that's one of those things that really shows uh, a testament to character where you can say, look, I'm getting all this adversity, and somebody is on top of me punching me but i'm not going to quit i'm not going to give up i'm yeah. still there and i still can have a chance let's, let's go for the next round and we start on the feet maybe we'll get the knockout um you can see that one of your big skills seems to be you know the, the jab of the right straight, uh and very strong in the clinch from what i could tell so you've always got that when you start the round you know you're starting on that yeah. feet, and it's like well let's go you know even though that person might get that takedown they might control me for five minutes but next round i've still got that shot here we go again you know you can punch me a hundred times i'm still going to try and knock you out (laughs) you know so I, i noticed that i thought it was fantastic and i think that's what we're about to see in this fight that dave's about to play here a bit of a comeback
3: yeah so um Whoa! Wade.
2: what is going on? That's brutal. So I'm just
1: going to pause there. Go, go for it. So,
3: so, so, wait. wait we're three seconds in. <laughs> what are you thinking? Um, um, at this point in time, I'm like, oh, hey, Wade, how are you? Uh, <laughs> so obviously, the, the, the gentleman I'm fighting, uh, Wade, Wade Scatler, um, obviously kind of knew that he was going to come out pretty heavy-handed. Um mm. I hadn't seen any any recent tape of him fighting or anything like that. He, he obviously took a bit of a, some time off. But, yeah. Um, yeah, certainly. I we, we kind of knew that he was going to come out like at a bit of a bullet at a gate, so just needed to make sure that it was was protected, covering up and and keeping the ability to to you know make sure that I I'm still there for for when I kind of knew he might potentially either punch himself out or, or 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 get to a point where I can you know sort of start to impose my will. Like I, I come from a, a pretty heavy cross country running background when I was a kid, right? So like mm. I've, I've I've got like a massive like cardio. Yeah. Like, I just, I've just, i got a gas tank that can generally go for, for days. Like, some of the lads at the gym call me, like, Velasquez. Like, they're like, <laughs> you're correct, Velasquez. Because it's just like, I just don't get tired. Yeah. And then, like, I honestly feel that, yeah, no, I, I don't. Like, I'm, I might get tired, but I'm not tired. Like, it's like, yeah. We, you know. So, we, that's what I was probably thinking at this point in time. It's just, all right, like, hands up. Just make sure that I don't land any, any big shots. Like, you know, we're, we're still, you know, in, in that sort of 100-kilo range where anyone can knock anyone out. So, yeah. I want to be well... Well, well, well
1: protected. <laughs> yeah. So at this stage, you're weathering the storm yeah. and feeling if you can get past this, there's... Yeah. Uh,
0: this is what it, uh, one of the things I really noticed is you seem to really shine when it's um, back, back and forth, kind of a brawl moment.
3: I think, I think you gave me a bit of a wobble
1: there. Yeah. Um, yeah, So so at that point... But at that point, it's just still, still
3: okay, cool. No, it's like, again, like I like getting hit. Like it, it it kind of makes you go, like, yeah, we're here, great. No, it's like, yeah, and and you have that realization. This is, this is what I'm here for. Like, you know, um, probably in some of my fights, yeah. Like it's, it's a bit hard to get to like sort of an even sort of kill, like Mm. because like I I have a genuine like a like and love for for these other guys. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes I've been very, very. Not close, but joking around a little bit too much. Where it's yeah. like, actually, yeah, you know, come on, like we're we're going to be able to, we're going to be punching you know, soon enough. Like let's let's not be cool, but yeah.
1: like let's let's be let's be fine. But, yeah, no. <laughs> doesn't feel like you're friends too much at this stage, huh? There's there's more. I'll I'll touch
3: on the friendship element there, but now I actually feel like we're. We're close friends at this point in time.
1: Yeah, right. Okay.
2: <laughs> Wait, guys. I don't have my glasses on. Greg, which one? are you with the tats or with the no tats?
3: No, no. I'm, I'm with the, I'm the half tats, the 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 bare back.
2: <laughs> the one on on the ground. I'm, right I'm now. the one on the yes, ground. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So, so you're Rachel, on your back. What's yeah.
3: that? Oh, noise? So, what, one of the big things that were leading up into in the, the fight, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm like a turtle when I'm hitting <laughs> I am in the deck. I kind of struggle a little bit sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah like I was thinking oh man like I, I didn't want to get taken down and here I'm on the floor again mm. which, you know I mean, like my last fight as, as Matt mentioned I, Sam, Sam landed, landed a couple of nice elbows and, and tried to try to turn me into a less prettier <laughs> version of myself but it didn't really <laughs> didn't really um, didn't really come through as as, as well but you know I was, I was just a little bit worried that I was going to get you know I guess finished on the ground again I was like man I've, I've been here before but but you know what I'm gonna like. I'm gonna keep going. Like it's yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. Like you know, it's at the end of the day, we well, it's it's a fight. I'm here, and this is what I've agreed to. So you know, whether I get cut hitting out here or not, it's not going to be a problem. But then um, Wade just kind of stood up, and was, I was like, okay, cool, this, oh. is, this is fine. I can. He obviously wanted to try to just ground and pound me out, and I was like, all right, that's that's good. I'm okay with this. We, yeah. we, he wasn't able to get to like a dominant position. He was in my guard, mm. um, and then yeah, for for some way we've just. I think maybe he thought I was going for a heel hook and I, I have no leg locks at all. There's <laughs> a leg there I'm going to grab onto it gives me starting to to sort of pivot off and, and be able to yeah, strike back. But then um, he, he must have got a little bit, not worried I'm going to say, but yeah, I was like, okay, well, this isn't this is a good spot for me to be in. So he's kind of backed off and then I kicked off and was able to stand up. Um, And then it's probably a real turning point for me, me and the fight in the sense of, well, we're we're back on our feet. And it, it's very hard to describe to people like when you can actually physically see when someone else's eyes sort of turn, And my very first fight, that that happened as well. Like, I'd, I had, me and Felipe had a couple of big exchanges and then I remember just getting a, a nice front kick up on him that went straight up his guard, straight out in his hand, landing square in the face, right? And as my foot's come back down, I could just see his look in his eyes, which was like, fuck. <sighs> like, and, and 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 that's kind of what this moment here with, with Wade was as well. It was like, I've jumped back up to my feet, thrown a pretty heavy right hand. I don't think I landed it. But like just looking at him and he was just like, Oh fuck. Like yeah. You know, like he'd he'd gone to the point where he was tired and it, it looked like I was still fresh. So
1: Okay. Mm. So he he's really he's thrown everything out this first minute and yeah. a half and now he's and now you're back on your feet, <laughs> even kill and the fight starts. Which to... you
2: said you knew was gonna happen too. Yeah. You said you and your coach had said or oh, yeah. Craig had said that he's gonna come out flying <laughs> like a bull. Yeah.
1: So and this is where you start to feel the momentum start to shift.
2: Yeah
3: i I think um accidentally kicked him in the cup, maybe did a cup check on him there, and then, mm. yeah, but then obviously yeah, now we've just got to a bit of another heavy exchange and landed a a pretty big left body a kick on him, and then got a bit of a turn and just get him pushed up against the cage um and then here I've just managed to handcuff his hand, which is something that i, I pretty much work on um like as a as a bit of a favored position for me it's it's mm-hmm. very easy to to control someone you know you're looking for your four points of contact or your five points of contact here, so. You know, hips pressure, uh, shoulder, and then just the head as the last one. And I'm, I'm gripping his hand pretty hard there. And it's like, okay, well, let's let's just start working him. And then, yeah, again, it, to his credit, tough tough guy. Like we're, we're working, and he's he's trying to work his his way out of there the whole time. Um, but I just managed to maintain that that handcuff until we have skidded around the cage a little bit. And I was like, I'm not I'm not going to let go. That's it. We're we're hanging on for here now. Hmm. Um, nice. <laughs> like. My, my original nickname was The Grinder until <laughs> until they released the app. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, because just that's, that's, that's you could what have
2: been was, sponsored yeah. by the man. Yeah.
0: Sorry, go on. Do go on. Now, yeah, now it's OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> because,
3: yeah, like, yeah, I, I had a habit of grinding people out or, or at least at the gym just making sure that, you know, my, my cardio would come over the top and, I'd, and, this, and this is what I was just mainly trying to do here. And then, yeah, landed some – you know, just some pretty heavy knees nothing nothing innocuous but just you know trying to to stay busy mm. like obviously I'd worked hard to get a position like this and you don't necessarily want to give it up so let's just keep working and then
1: and are you're feeling like in terms of points now you're um you playing catch up still or you
3: I'd never really consider points right like, um i've i've had i've I've only ever gone the full distance in one fight before right um and and which was a uh i got, i got a loss on it mm. um and I, I I've always kind of felt well you know what like that that loss i i i, I earned that loss because mm. maybe I had a little bit left in the gas tank to go or, or maybe I didn't work as hard enough mm. um and, and you know, that my opponent ricky was 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 a great opponent as well, and obviously it was a great great fight it was a great fight you I mean, you guys were
0: going back and forth like the whole way through there was no yeah. no loser in that fight that's <laughs>
3: yeah. so so you know like definitely don't want to take any like discredit away from from Ricky. But but I was like, well, you know what? Like I'd, I lost that fight because I left it in the hands of the judges, and mm. I definitely, you know, like coming back to deserving to win. Like I probably should deserve to win more by by trying to knock him out or, or submitting him. Mm. Just like he, you know, probably feels the same. Like he got the win, so yeah, like it's great he, he was able to 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 get that. But maybe he wanted to knock me out. Maybe he wanted to submit me. So yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: So what are you thinking? Like, can you remember exactly what's going on in your head at this point in time? Like, are you just thinking, smash him, smash him? <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> what are you thinking? No, no,
3: just just trying to maintain, maintain that pressure and just maintain that that positioning. Like, obviously, you know, you want to be smart but not reckless, you, but you want to be dangerous but but not you know soft. Like you mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're putting all this 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 together and and obviously, you know, just keeping keeping that uncomfortable level for him like driving my head up into the bottom of his chin keeping his head up you know and then just staying busy like punch here punch there like what's my opportunity like what i want to do you know what i mean um kind of you zone everything else out maybe listening for the ref like craig craig's got a great nice deep voice and and you know he's quite quite informative of of what he'd like me to do and that as well and 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 so yeah certainly well, well aware of you know sort of like the, the important voices, I guess, I don't really hear the mm. crowd. I don't really hear the mm. crowd. They're not like something that i don't really pay attention to. Um I guess because I fight mainly in the state, I get booed a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. You can uh, see um, with so. what Greg's doing there with having that pressure up against the cage mm. and making the other guy work, uh, it's exhausting when you're mm. defending and somebody's leaning mm. their body weight on you mm. and you've got your hands trapped and he's landing mm. all these little it's the shots. Next video. So um, next even though there might not be incredibly damaging punches that he's landing it the defense you're trying to mount yeah. and his pressure that's just overwhelming that you. one yeah so mm-hmm. you could see that you know there was obviously that skill that you had there where you were like i, I felt like he might have been gassing a bit and i'm gonna make mm-hmm. him work yeah. Yeah. for the next three minutes mm-hmm. and even though it's like okay these aren't positions where i might get a huge knockout um he's working hard because mm-hmm. i'm leaning on him i'm pushing my head into him I'm landing little shots to the stomach, you know, and he's trying to escape. You can see him trying to get away. You're like, no, yeah. you're staying yeah. here. I'm keeping yeah. you in this spot, knees yeah. to the legs. You know, it's just constant pressure.
3: Yeah. Yeah. People would normally surprised at how locking sourcing it is, like, just trying to wrestle someone. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <Yep. laughs> yeah, it's I learned so cool. that at
2: Apex myself uh-huh. in the state wrestling competition. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but what you said there, which is quite interesting, which Matt just touched on, is Um, like in your mind was I'm going to keep this guy uncomfortable. Like you're Mm. talking about how you were keeping the pressure on him Mm. and you said like, you know, with with your head and his head, making sure he was uncomfortable Mm. and then having to fight that, which is quite interesting because I guess it's not so much about, you know, getting the blows all the time. It can also be about just making them feel so uncomfortable very interesting
0: it's uh yeah with grappling its it's a nasty thing It's somebody's <laughs> yeah. on, with somebody just on top of you and they yeah. might not be doing anything but you can't breathe you can't get away it's it it saps all your energy unless you can learn how to relax in certain positions mm-hmm. it's just yeah you'll burn yourself out in 30 mm-hmm. seconds and pff, mm-hmm. your, your arms are you know spaghetti arms after that <laughs> <was spaghetti>
1: arms. <laughs> um so we're, we're just about to launch into round two here well, so uh, what what was the talk in the corner?
3: um top like greg
1: yeah like, yeah <laughs> 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 nah,
3: um, just look at your abs now you've lost all that weight <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: yeah nah nah uh, my elusive abs yeah never, never never seen them but uh nah just uh re- reiterating the, the the message before the fight. like like said, I mean, look at him he's tired um you know what I mean like you know we knew this was going to happen like you're in a great spot like you know just go out there complete the game plan now like, mm. you know and and like I said like I'd already already kind of realised that I'd probably not sacked his wheel, that, that sounds a bit negative, but I I realised that, you know, he, he was he was hurting and he was tired and I, I you know, trusting myself, I knew that I'd put the hard yards in, I I was, you know, fit, I was ready to keep going and like, you know, okay, now it's time to keep working, let's keep putting that
1: pressure on. So you're almost happy to get round one out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Round two. make sure
3: I was covering up to start off with, you know, wanna wanna ensure that like if he did get his second wind, it's it's going to be fine.
2: Good use of your legs.
3: Yeah, I, I don't mind. Don't mind the old
2: kicks. Have you done much kickboxing or what's your actual specific training kind of? Because MMA is interesting. You've got that. Obviously, you can do. I come from boxing, but you've got all those Oof. options. Oh, excellent.
3: Um, so my traditional background, I'd, I'd say, is I'm a freestyle fighter. Like I've, <laughs> I've never had like um cardio flex when i first started training there was probably a little bit more of a tie gym mm-hmm. um but never had any tie fights Never done any real kickboxing just you know just everything like i've only ever sort of been in that sphere um so yeah i don't really know what, what, what you know like how i would say like but i just i know what i like i like kicking <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like punching i, I kind of like all of it so yeah. yeah just there's no real specific skill set where i can say hey I i did day from the age of you know, mm. six and and you know, I was a state champion or this like it's just mm. no nah, just modified like really
2: freestyle okay yeah. so and you don't focus on anything in particular it sounds like you just do everything that's yeah. really interesting yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah like don't don't really yeah like have a, have a mm. desired skill set or or like a um you yeah, know something which is that, that's that's what I'm I'm good at like a mm. like to think, well, a journeyman you know good,
0: yeah. good at enough yeah you know, not, not good enough to be a master so yeah cool this what's uh, interesting with the evolution of the sport of mma you know you, at the start you had people that were specialized yeah. in certain mm. disciplines and it was you know wrestling or jujitsu or kickboxing or they had these backgrounds leading in but now it's people are starting at the mma point they're like okay well mm. rather than just specializing in taekwondo yeah. or like this is mma yeah welcome you're gonna learn everything because you need to know absolutely everything wrestling jiu-jitsu, muay thai kickboxing boxing um positioning you know cardio it's it's, it's insane that to people that don't really sort of understand all the little nuances and if <laughs> the combination of sports that it's putting together if you're lacking in one area like mm. say you have terrible wrestling it's like you're going to get beaten by wrestling Mm. if you have bad jujitsu you're going to get submitted Mm. if you had terrible striking like you could be phenomenal in one of those areas if you're not able to implement that skill you'll get beaten by the other skills so you've got to have everything which is just you know insane it's sort of starting at a point it's like i need to know what everything Mm. striking (laughs) wrestling jujitsu kickboxing boxing like it's just yeah it's such an amazing sport and you can see people that have come from a specialized discipline they still have their game plan based around that uh especially at the top level of the fighters in ufc like george st pierre you know came from a karate background so he's sort of got that that in and out sort of um point style um, mm. uh, but then he was able to base that around you know bringing up his wrestling bringing up his jiu-jitsu around it mm. so yeah to start with no background in specific martial arts training and say okay i'm going to walk into the gym and uh, what do we do? Uh well, here's how you throw he's a punch, here's everything. how you defend a yeah. toy gun, here's jiu jujitsu, here's everything, and then stepping in the cage. how long was it after you first went into the gym that you first got into mm. the fight? Uh,
3: just a touch over twelve months.
0: So on uh, an apprenticeship. And, and and got a submission win on the yeah. first wow. <laughs> To, to nice. be fair, yeah. to be fair, I think
3: I knocked him out and then he fell into my okay. glitter. <laughs> he first... fell into my
2: arms. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, no. so, yeah, it's a pretty common theme. People don't want me to get taken down for some reason. And I've realised it's because I'm terrible off on the ground. But, um, yeah, no. Nah, so, yeah, he, he. I think he woke up when he was in my guillotine and was tapped because it, it was probably the sloppiest guillotine you've ever seen. <laughs> it like, but it, it's an interesting point, though, that, yeah, a lot of, lot of young kids come into the sport now. Like, you're actually starting to see some of those – and those guys who, who reach that UFC level, like we've got a, a good crop of young guys at the gym who all they've ever really done is, is MMA – yeah, you know, so they they, they wanted it in the gym when they were you know 13, 14, and they've had three or four years now where they've just picked themselves up, picked themselves up, and and we're starting to see a couple of them, you know, compete. You know, you've got young Jed, you've got Carlos, um, you know, these these guys coming through who are who are just that's all they've known, that's mm. all they've done, um, and and you know they're they're very well 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 skilled, well well rounded athletes. Like mm. you, you can't kind of pick them and go, well, you know, if it goes to the ground, not me. <laughs> you're in a bit of trouble. <laughs> it like, goes to the ground with them and you're like oh they're, they're going to get up they've got that skill you know oh they can strike they've got that skill like Absolutely. It's, it's, it's very very rewarding and refreshing is they-
0: it's one of those things with heavyweights as well the ground game seems to be a, a real tricky thing especially <laughs> to learn if you haven't come from that background of a jiu-jitsu background right. or something and um, you know because you've got so much weight and so much larger um mm-hmm. even training with someone who might be smaller but they can just flip around you and and trying to move your
3: arm is you
0: know you feel so heavy so yeah um yeah it's,
3: de- it's definitely a sticking point Like, when you, the heavier you are you want to end up on top if you end up on top <laughs> life's life is good <laughs> life, life is so good
1: <laughs> all right which i think might be about to happen here so yeah some heavy ground and power. very heavy
3: some big shots being landed oh, great transition
1: and that's that's enough. And that, will do it. that was an explosive second round.
2: Yeah, a lot of and punches there, very quick. TKO victory.
1: Yeah, and um, a complete turnaround. Marv Hearn. Yeah, so so again, right you know, yeah, knew that
3: yeah, the, uh, yeah I was going to probably be, be yeah a lot fresher. Um, just tonight. just lucky, I guess. Yeah, lucky lucky with that inside leg chop that it, that yeah he'd obviously lost his footing and and put him on put him on his back and then. Jumped on it as soon as you know, already not armed um, with the knowledge that he was pretty, pretty, pretty tired. I was, that's it. Like it's going to be time to finish. Like it's time, time to put the put the icing on the on the cake here. um Worked pretty, pretty hard. So yeah, no, it was good.
0: Good on him. Good on Greg broke his lost streak. You know, it was an exceptional fight. I mean, he came back from adversity in that first round. Just about to say the same thing. Yeah, adversity. Yeah, you, it's like, you know We'll just leave it to the commentators. it yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Do you feel, got dropping that weight class, did you feel, I mean, obviously you smashed this, um, you don't feel like you lost any strength or power? Cause, yeah.
3: Nah, no. uh, not at all. Like, as far as heavyweights went, I was a lazy heavyweight in the sense of, like, I probably could have always fought at, like, heavyweight, Um but I like my like cakes. I like yeah, my cakes. Because I, like, I, like, I, like
2: I can drop like two categories myself. So I'm just wondering. <laughs> just asking for a friend. Mm, yeah, yeah, go no,
3: on.
0: No,
2: no, no. <laughs> Tell me more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you got so you really, don't regret you got it. got really weak. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the worst situation ever.
3: For <laughs> someone like me, It's my friend, not me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no,
3: certainly. Um, certainly. Yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd probably, well, I'd, if I if I want to take another match, it'd be be a light heavyweight. There you that's go. for sure. Right, you know, I I enjoyed losing the weight. Funny thing, like I hated food while I was <laughs> while I was cutting. Cause it got to the point where Yeah, like the way that my diet was set out, I was still eating pretty regularly, like I'd probably having six small meals a day. Um, but I'd get to eat, right? And then but those endorphins in my brain it's start going off like your serotonin starts to release, it's like, yes you are, thank you, Greg, you've been hungry all day. Like, you've yeah. been, and, and then, like, because the portions are a lot smaller, I'd stop. Mm. And then my brain would be like, fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck <yeah>.
0: you, Greg. <laughs> like, like what, what are
3: you doing this to me? And then so that I actually started to develop a relationship where I'd actually hate to start eating because, like, yeah, you you kind of push all that to one side and then you're like, well, I need to eat for, for nutrition. I need to eat to, to you know, stay strong. Now, God damn it! I'm eating and my brain's like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> now I'm gonna to get to that point again. So, but yeah. And, and what are you weighing now? Um, I haven't weighed myself recently, but uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident to say I'd be in and around like 99 to, to 102, somewhere around there. Okay. So, so you haven't, haven't like blown up or, or anything stacked like that. On, uh, no. So still trying to eat pretty 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 relatively healthy, but but that Reese's peanut butter ice cream. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 yeah, that's that's dangerous. That's yeah. that's very dangerous it's stuff. performance enhancer.
1: So. So. Yeah. Um <laughs> <Asada>. And <laughs> and so what are what are the plans next? You you're contemplating staying light heavyweight and looking looking for the next challenge? Um well one thing I did say
3: to, to Craig straight after that fight was um that's it, I'm done. I'm, I'm oh, that I'd was, like to retire. Awesome. Oh, wow. Um and then and then kind mm-hmm. <laughs> of thought about it um uh, and and yeah I, and I, had you
1: discussed that with the nah, people I, in I, your life no nah, kept that, that
3: kept that pretty close in my chest so mm-hmm. um i've always had a dream of getting to 10 fights like i mm-hmm. you know a bit of an old adage or a bit of a saying like you, you can't really call yourself a fighter unless you've had probably ten ten 10 fights mm-hmm. um unfortunately for me um, I'm, I'm stuck at eight. Well, I'm, <laughs> at, I'm at eight. Yep. I won't say stuck. Um, I'm at eight um, and you know, I've been fighting now for, for eight years. Mm. Um, so I've, 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 I've never had a really quick turnaround with fights. Like being here in SA, one of the reasons why we started DFC is because um, the former promoter stopped putting shows on. Yeah. Um, so that, that meant there was a, a gap in the marketplace, but mm-hmm. it took us around about two to three years to, to refill that gap. Yeah. Being that... Um, we were based in, in SA as well. It wasn't really necessarily an attractive prospect for, for people to to fly us interstate to to compete. Yeah. Um. So I was lucky enough with some of my first sponsors. That uh, shout out to the firm, Charlie and the boys down there. Um, they uh, they they initially were one of my well, one of my, my, my they were my first sponsor. Yeah. Um. But they uh they they looked after me and and you know, that would help you know get me give me interstate and things like that to compete when when obviously you know some sometimes yeah well. East, East Coast is is if you look at the people that I fought, they're generally um, of a of an islander background, the Pacific mm-hmm. Islander background, and there's yeah. some big lads as well. Um, and, and and you know obviously there's there's a lot of them on the on the East Coast who are willing to fight, and, mm-hmm. and you know so to get out there
1: is, is a bit hard and tough at the start. Um, is it and, financially challenging to just get yourself to the fights in the first place?
3: Um, like I've I've always been paid to to fight, um, right. and I've always had been supported. With, Playing, playing tickets and things like that, or accommodation, etc. Um, for, for some shows, some shows are like, nah, pay your own way over here." And, and,
1: it, and is that unusual for
3: M&A, MMA? MMA? Um, back then, not not necessarily. Like, yeah. you know, um, it's changed a lot now. So, yeah. you know, for example, for DFC, we we pay all of our professional athletes. We mm-hmm. put them up in accommodation. We fly them over here. Um, we, uh, some of them, we we, we also entitled, we, we pay them like meal allowances and things like that. You know, like living yeah. away from home. Um, yeah, you know, and and that's generally the direction the sport's taking it's it's heading in that little bit more of a professional sort of mannerism yeah um you know but when I started an amateur fight was' I don't have an amateur
4: fight yeah, like, it's, oh, <laughs> oh.
3: it's like oh, we've got this fight for you and that's and that's the only option you had you know what I mean so um yeah but we we do pay we fly in amateur athletes and that as well they're just not paid that's that's the the main descending difference between a pro and a and, a, and an amateur yeah um We still look after them but yeah, yeah, we, we still look after them. We put them up in, in some good accommodation. We you know like the full fighter experience. You know what I mean? Like they're treated like a professional athlete or, or what they'd like to aspire to. Yeah. Um. But it's it's certainly, yeah. You know, it's not it's not red, panty night at, at the Hearn household House. <laughs> i get a going fight. That's for sure. So yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's, just you just you know obviously you, you do it for the love, not for the money. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about how DFC got started.
3: Um. So after the not the crash, but after um, MMA Down Under, um, so the owner Greg Greg Tyoma, he uh, took an international job, so wasn't wasn't living in SA as much anymore. Um, he you know was the former promoter very very about um, when it comes to the UFC. It mm-hmm. was one it was instrumental in getting the USC brought to Adelaide itself, getting the cage band lifted, etc. Um, you know, so he was he was quite quite passionate about it, but his his work. Um, drew him away outside of outside of Adelaide, so he was no longer sort of in in and around. And and he made the announcement at the last um, MMA Down Under. And and me and Craig at that point in time kind of just looked at each other and was like, Hang on, mm.
4: this this might be
3: an opportunity here. Um, and luckily, uh, Greg Tomer had a bit of a, a relationship with both both me me and Craig, uh, me from an athletic perspective, and, and Craig from a, a coaching perspective. And was like, Well. It must have liked the cut of our jib. And it was like, you know what? Like, those two guys look like they're, uh, they they know what they're going to be able to do. And they're going to look after, you know, like a, a sport that he was very passionate about and, and help continue to grow it here in SA. Yeah. Um, so we, we we purchased the, the, the whole King Kabuto off him. Yeah. Um, and then started looking at planning our own shows Yeah. Um, and how, how we were going to sort of present it and, and what we wanted to see from from
1: MMA. Um, so, so you guys then rebranded it to Diamondback? Yeah. Well, what was the motivation behind that? Um
3: just Obviously, we wanted something different. We
1: we MMA down under we felt
3: was it, was it was a serviceable name, but but we wanted to find something a little bit, um, you know, a bit more personable and something that we 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 would be able to to align ourselves with and have some affinity with. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of a process to get there. Uh, yeah, surprisingly, a lot of all the good names were taken, yeah. <laughs> but, so luckily for us, the best name wasn't so Diamondback <laughs> <Yeah>. <time laughs> was still available. Yeah, we uh, yeah, we, we went through went a bit of a arduous selection process to get there, but we <laughs> we, we we actually come up with the, the name whilst we were away in Melbourne for a, for a, for a fight that I had with um, uh, the wedding singer Cora Mayer. beautiful beautiful voice, heavy hands too. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he uh, we we come up with the, the name together, driving around Melbourne looking for car parts of all things. Oh, so yeah, so Craig had just bought himself a, a bit of a fixer upper. Yeah, so we were in Melbourne or over there till till. Killed two birds with one stone, and we were driving around looking for some parts for his, for his beamer, which he,
1: which he sold not long after. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're just driving around, throwing around names yeah. and ideas, yeah. and then this one popped up, yeah. and you went, huh. so we like, "That sounds like got, something."
3: Time back, that's you know we've got a snake, you know we've got this, we've got you know the hardness of the diamond, um, yeah, and and if you like, we look at like an athlete like a diamond, you know what I mean? We've yeah, obviously an uncut gem. Very yeah. unpolished, but you know, some of the younger lads, about that before. yeah, no, no, they're, they're, coming and, and they're, they're coming through and they're coming through they, and they're getting the polish now. So, you know, obviously, like Shane Mitchell, very close to, to signing with the UFC. Hopefully, yeah, um, you know, we can get, get him up and up and about, but um, you know, like guys like that, you know, So, we wanted to be able to provide that understanding that you know, like, um, you know, we're, we're a diamond, so mm. you know, we get diamonds who come into us or people who come to our show and we want to polish them up and we want to out to the, to the big leagues and, and, you know, kind of to showcase their wares uh, across uh, not only Australia but also the world.
1: I think the the MMA community noticed a substantial step up in the professionalism when things moved to the Adelaide Oval yep. as well. Uh, yep. So what, what was the motivation um, to that? Was it to... more professional or what what, how to deal with that certainly um
3: and the titanium arena where mma down under will always hold a special place in Mm my own got a (laughs) couple of wins
1: out there so that's always good
3: (laughs) um but uh we we just looked at it and went you know what, what do we want to create we want to create a brand we want we want people to to want to have an ease of access and and one of the biggest problems with um titanium arena is is that it's you know it's out of the city not close to accommodation um people you know people who want to go to the show have to drive there Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which then limits their ability to have some adult beverages, or be, you know they need to be responsible when they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go, well, what what can we change about that? So we started specifically looking for venues in and around the Adelaide CBD. You know what I mean? Like we want to bring it, you know, closer to where you know, public transport in. You know, we can make a bit of an event out of it, make it a bit bit of a bit of a, an opportunity for people to come together, enjoy themselves. You know, I mean? but still behave in a responsible manner and leave. Yeah. Um. So I think we we were exploring a couple of options in in the adelaide cbd including like the entertainment center it's a park so areas that are close to the cbd mm-hmm. um, and then i think craig was was catching a flight back from somewhere and he just happened to open up a one of those in flight magazines and there was mm-hmm. something about uh event hire and we, the convention center and there was something about adelaide i was like, oh, yeah. so he managed to give them a call and and organize a meeting and then the rest is history they that we we went down there and they were a bit oh
1: i'm in an hour about Putting on these thuggish MMA show, <laughs> and was that a genuine? That was a genuine hesitation on their behalf yeah. of associating the Adelaide Oval brand with MMA. Uh,
3: not necessarily. If it was, a, if it was a concern, obviously. Um, at the time, we're still there now, but like, uh, you know, we, we had through security. I, I knew some of the people who worked there, so they had a couple of questions for us about that. Um, that we were able to sort of allay their fears. Hey, this is what we're doing. You know, this is the procedure we're putting in place, and and certainly, you know, we wanted to encourage people to come and see the show because. Um, you know, combat sports here in in, in Adelaide and, and Australia for a while. They had a bit of a negative spin on, on some of the characters that it had involved and some of the characters that would be invited along to it. Yeah. Um, you know. So so we definitely wanted to showcase, well, hey, th- this is not what we're about. Come come to one of our shows and, and, and see and and you know, our first show, um, you know, it was, was lovely. We had kids running around, we had this, yeah, you know, it's it's, a, it's actually a really, you know, good, good family sort of affair. But there was a bit of trepidation when, when we first started from, from other facilities as well. Like uh, a Park, you were flat out no. Like they, they'd had a bad experience in the past with, with the show. Yeah. And they, they turned around and said, what are you even asking for? <laughs> wow. we, will, we will not even consider this. And we were wow. like, oh, it's, yeah, it's different. No, same but different. No. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we were, we, were, we were very lucky that Adelaide will jump on board with us pretty quickly. Um, especially after they've seen the first show, they were like, "Oh, this is great!" Yeah, oh, we are quite happy to support this, and, and they've been one of our biggest supporters since.
1: Fantastic! And uh, what are the plans ahead for for yourself and DFC? Um, We obviously still want to continue to to
3: help support and grow MMA here at NSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're, we're you know COVID's been a little bit, bit of a messy, but we we want to try to obviously still put on um, you know, not only amateur shows but professional shows and then Apex as well. We're, we're working on a bit of a format to make sure that we're. Providing enough platforms and opportunities for, for all the young athletes, existing athletes to, to obviously put on and
1: a place for them to showcase their words. Yeah, and for those people that aren't familiar with Apex, can you share the concept of the Apex event?
3: Um, so. Same car trip that me and Craig come up with. The, uh, <laughs> uh, this was one hell of a car yeah, trip. Yeah, that's right. Leave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you on the car. Yeah. The whole so Melbourne's the magic plan. school bus that you <laughs> yeah. were on. Yeah. <laughs> Melbourne's a pretty big place, especially when there's two mummies from Adelaide not knowing where they're going. So. <laughs> there's plenty <laughs> time to talk. It's actually going around in circles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, navigation duties did get taken off after, me, uh, taken off after <laughs> a little while, so uh, yeah, I can't follow a map that well. But, um, yeah, we uh, obviously Apex, uh, they're... Prior to Apex, we we'd always envisioned that we were going to do a big outdoor show, just an MMA show, and and we were like, well, how can we you know maybe get a few more people interested in this? And, and one of the things that we've always tried to do at Diamondback is is have a bit of a um uh like an affinity or a throwback to our original where where the roots of our sports have grown. You know what I mean? So we, we've had some judo demonstrations, we've had wrestling matches, we've had uh, not not WWE wrestling, we've had proper <laughs> wrestling, wrestling. You not know, like, <laughs> uh, like Greco-Roman wrestling, um and freestyle wrestling. We've had um, like judo matches and that as well to sort of showcase all this information or, or where, where our sport has grown from. Yeah. Right? And so when we were thinking about that and what we wanted to do, we were actually going to put an, a big outdoor show on um, as well after we'd done one or two DFCs and see, see where the feet, feet lie. But we had a lot of success with DFC, so we mm. kind of just pushed that to the back. We, we had we had a specific venue in mind as well at the point in time. Um, it's gone for a couple of redevelopments mm. recently, so it's no longer outdoors. It's an indoor venue, but, but – <laughs> We we were you know, looking to put something on there and then um you know when 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 life gave us lemons with COVID we we mm. had to come up with a, a bit of a, a bit of a way to, to circumnavigate some of the issues which we had which is um you know we'd previously done shows at um, Adelaide Oval and we'd also done a done a couple of shows we'd done one show at the Bridgeway Tavern we also did a couple of shows at, Adel- at Grove Recreation Centre mm-hmm. um and in the Grove Recreation Centre you know limited capacity because it – the capacity went from one by one to so one person per one square meter hmm. to one person every four square meters. Hmm. Right <laughs> uh, you now, we don't make a huge amount of money running running the shows. Um, in the sense of like we've got a lot of overheads, and yep. you know, one of the biggest overheads being a venue hire. Hmm. And if you reduce the capacity of a venue, we we, we have to take that out. So yeah, so um, we thought, well, how can we get around this internal? Problem of having you know you can't have so many people per square meter, and it's it's slightly reduced now, and it's almost getting back to normal. But we we went okay, well, let's let's have a look at it, and and how can we do this? And we revisited the outdoor show, hmm. right? And then we went, well, how can we get other people involved in the outdoor show? We don't we don't just want to showcase MMA. Um, we want to showcase obviously some of these other sports like boxing and uh, kickboxing. Um, and one of the specific rules in in Adelaide for people to compete in in, in a cage, which is a safety enclosure. Hmm. Oh, for people to compete, only MMA can be competing. Compete in a safety enclosure. You can't have any boxing or kickboxing fights.
1: Right. So, is so there any reason that's given for that? Or?
3: um just how they managed to get the legislation through. So right. um, When when they when they went out, uh, when they initially applied for, it, I think it was early or early two thousand and two thousand and teens. You'd call it like was was when they sort of managed to get that legislation changed. Um. But yeah. So so we felt well, how can we get other people involved? Yeah. Um, yeah so we. We went. Well, let's look at some traditional combat sports like kickboxing and boxing, and, and, um, and we set up a cage and we set up a, a ring. And, and obviously, those who attended the the Apex show you've sort of seen how well it worked. Yeah. Um, you know. So that's it's an idea that we're, we're going to continue to run with. Yeah. Um, and then we thought, well, what else could we bring into this? Mm. You know what I mean? So obviously, if anyone was there, we had the arm wrestling guys. They come down and, and they, they put a big show on. Uh, we had obviously the the powerlifting guys. Like Jordan was was happy enough to or grateful or gracious enough to come down and. And be our, our host for that. Yeah, um, we had some hammer guys. We had medieval. We had wrestling. We had jiu jitsu. It, it was a pretty big day. Yeah, um, it was huge. A, day. So it was a long day. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, it was it was a great event. So we brought all these 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 events together and 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 obviously showcased them. And, and you know, we had about three and a half thousand people come through through the gate all day. Um, COVID
1: restricted. Yeah, COVID
3: restricted. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, everyone checked in, which was great. And yeah, obviously, we had social distancing and, and made sure that you know all these little spanners were, were covered off. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but it was.
1: And you feel if you didn't have the COVID restrictions, or well, there was a couple of things that probably mm-hmm. limited uh, attendance there. So there was uh, the COVID restrictions, mm-hmm. and if you just said, okay, if we if it was a nor- any other kind of normal year, mm-hmm. what would would have been your expectation to see through the gate?
3: To Be honest. Yeah.
1: Hey, we we, we would have expected three thousand people through the gate for the okay. first one. Okay, right. So, so you were until, happy with the numbers, even? Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So, oh, awesome.
3: So um yeah you know, we, we were we were pleasantly surprised. Excellent. Um, and you know we we're obviously hoping that as we continue to to grow and, and obviously yeah. people become more aware of it and, and restrictions you know, ease and yeah, restrictions ease, then, yeah. then obviously the next one we have will, will be even bigger again. And and that's traditionally what's happened with our DFC shows as well. Yeah. Like our first show we we sold a thousand tickets for and we're like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's where that's where our max is gonna be. And then you know, we've continued to sell out every single time and, and found a
1: little bit extra space to squeeze in, some more bums <laughs> on seats, that's for sure. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, so DFC, uh, you're going to continue with the Apex events. Is, yep. that, is that something you'd like to take national one day?
3: Um, certainly, we, we we have discussed whether you're potentially taking it to, to a national level. Um, obviously, there's some logistical problems involved with that, <laughs> um, and then obviously we we want to make sure they're Craig's problems. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, no, we we would like to obviously to, to we, we see we've certainly feel that it's got some legs and, and it's got an ability to, to to work on a national scale. Hey, who doesn't like? Combat sports.
1: Who doesn't like, yeah, combat, who does sports? like yes. combat sports Yeah, who does <laughs> not like combat sports? <laughs> Indeed. So uh so there's a there's a lot of crossover appeal in an event like Apex and, and I'm intrigued as your thoughts on uh, these crossover athletes now in combat sports uh, and uh, and the rise of the influencer athlete over recent times. Uh so we were mentioning before you have made a conscious decision to not be on social media. Yeah, you, yeah, do, yeah. yeah. you're enjoying the quiet life over there. Yeah, a yeah,
3: <laughs> good life, life is good. I've I've got my Facebook account and that's it. That's so. it, yeah. And I, and I recently started on LinkedIn for business purposes. So,
1: yeah. That's when you know you're a grown-up. Yeah. So, uh,
2: I'll endorse you for MMA yeah, skills. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's your grappling. <laughs> ten. Yeah, grappling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, but, so what are your thoughts on influencer athletes like the Paul brothers that we're starting to see emerge and, and become
2: Did you have surprised? to bring this up? <laughs> is this is <laughs> his favourite topic of
1: conversation. Yeah. She, right up there with Muhammad Ali. That's right. Um, is, how, is he kind of... Swear
2: to God, uh, Dave, watching
1: yeah. the line today. <laughs> um, it does. It intrigue you? Like, it, it was that a fight? Did you watch the fights? Um, I
3: try not to watch the fights. Okay, the thank you. Greg.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, it happened while
3: I was at work. Otherwise, I would have no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Um, it's an interesting concept, and I guess the best way to look at it is is that right? If if I told you you could go make twenty million dollars, getting punched in in the head by not arguably, but but one of the potential best boxers in the world. Would mm. you do it? Oh yeah, hundred percent. So I, yeah. I can't find fault with these influencer athletes where people are throwing money at them to go get into a fight, right? And and the upside to to the to the, late, the Paul brothers is is that if they lose, they're still getting mm. paid, yeah. right? and people are going to be you lost to a, a the great greatest, athlete. yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean. There's no shame or, in or that. or you you've lost a, a professional combat athlete. You know what I mean, like with Ben Askren as well. Yeah, right, you know and and on the reverse side you've got you've got Floyd Mayweather you know 40 years plus His yeah. best is behind him he knows he can't compete with you know if he was here now, he'd probably whoop me oh, yeah. but he, he knows he knows he can't compete with I'm sure with he's it. not listening so yeah, you'll be so fine sure you're sure about that right <laughs> <laughs> i don't know he did hear I was coming so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so he he obviously yeah he's is is in in the yeah, you know, he's in his he's in his totage, I guess, as a mm. boxer, yeah. right? But he's still getting paid a hundred million dollars, mm. or uh, yeah, to go go and compete against these guys who realistically he knows has no real chance to beat him, yeah, right? If he if he sticks to his game plan, and and they, on the reverse side, these guys are like, well, yeah, we well, get paid twenty million dollars to fight him. Well, you look at the Conor, yeah, hundred was a hundred million dollars just to fight, yeah, you know, in, for his first professional boxing fight, yeah. You know? Whereas these other YouTube and influencer stars that are, that are, that are making. Making their way through through the ranks at the moment. Well, I can't I can't find fault for anyone for trying to for better their life or better their position by getting paid a lot of money to to do something that I love like shit. If yeah. Like I've, I've always said I'd fight anybody, like anywhere. If, if Oh, they, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, ding, ding. ding. Um, Sorry, go uh, on. Well, we, 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 I'm not, fr- I'm not down the you am I? <laughs> Let's not
1: throw. We'll yeah. start, like, Diamond back fight night. <laughs> yeah, we'll
3: December keep to the cage. December 2021. <laughs> All right, you know, yeah. do go on. Yeah. Yeah, like I think it'd be great. Like it's, yeah, I've I i always said that, you know, literally I will fight anyone. Like if if anyone come knocking and said, Hey, I've got I've got this opportunity for you, and the money was good. I'd be like, yeah, damn, for
1: mm-hmm. sure. That's what you're in it for. Yeah. And so, uh, of of any of these kind of prize fighters like Paul Gallon coming yeah. up, uh, yeah. is that a fight you'll be intrigued to watch?
3: <laughs> um, Paul Gallon's fight and, and 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 Jason Honey, Um
1: yes. yeah, certainly.
3: Um, again, yeah, I have some some views about boxing mm. outside of the money. Like, I don't necessarily think that that all, all boxing fights are are necessarily fair. Mm. Um you know, all you've got to look at is, is the Barry Hall and and, and um Paul Gallon fight to start off with. Mm. You know, so Paul Gallon's now gone out and he's beaten a couple of other people, but mm. you know, like it, that, that was a pretty fair and even fight, mm. which when you look at in the sporting landscape for, for Australia, right? AFL football pretty popular, NRL pretty popular. Did they really want a winner? Mm. Did they really need someone to be declared as 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 you know oh Hey, yeah, no, this is this is the best manly sport there is. No, they yeah. they they weren't. So, bo- boxing, <clears throat> boxing, boxing athletes have bouts, right, uh, or or matches. Whereas, in, in my opinion, MMA fighters have have fights. Hmm. Right? You know, so, um, and, and that's not to take anything away from from any boxers. Like most boxers, if we had a boxing fight, would would school me. Yeah, right? you know, like it's 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 a beautiful beautiful science. It's a beautiful sport. It's a beautiful you know fluidity of motion. You know the way that they can interact and have control over their bodies, right? But it's it's not a fight. And hmm. if I, if I harken back to, to when I was a, you know, a bouncer, right, like bouncers fight, like yeah, you know, that's that's what you have on the street. Like mm. you know, an MMA fight is as close as you can get to a to a to a fight that you have on the street. They normally last a lot longer than
1: fights that happen on the street. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but overall, yeah. So um, so what what's on the horizon for you now? Um.
3: Well, I did. I did get an interesting offer uh, this week. Is this an exclusive to fight me? <laughs> yeah, right. You
2: weren't meant to talk about that yet. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, that that I'm that I'm mulling over at the moment. I haven't. Yeah, it is kind of. I haven't even told my my misses yet. So, okay. so oh. I might have two fights lined up. One, uh-huh. pro- one probably when I get home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, um, but yeah, no, no, just um, just probably gonna yeah, potentially like I said, I'd. I'd told craig after my last fight that i was pretty close to or i wanted to retire and and yeah i've had a bit of a think about it since then and i'm still still pretty hungry and i i'll be lying to say that when, when i got this offer i was okay I was, <laughs> um yeah but then i need to re- really weigh out what's, what's going on in my life um as well so yeah certainly yeah if an interesting opportunity presents itself then i'd, I'd still certainly be keen
1: so when an opportunity does come up, who, who's your brain's trust? Who do you talk to about it first? And then, you know, what is there a process that goes in your mind? Like, obviously, you know, uh, you're going through it a little bit at the moment. So, yeah, uh, how, how does that yeah, process yeah, there, work
3: there, Yeah, there, there, there is a process. Um, yeah, obviously, i speak to, to obviously, Craig. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, we try we'll to work out a, a game plan. Um Craig Craig is very very supportive of, of whatever I sort of choose to do. He's only ever told me not to fight one person. Hmm. Um, and you guys might know of him. His name's Ty to a He made it to the UFC. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Bam Bam. I was like, oh, Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. We got offered that, and Craig asked me if I'd be interested. I said, Yeah, certainly I would. And then he went over that night. And he rang me the next day. And said, No, nah, we're going to turn it down. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, really? heavy okay. hands. Heavy hands. <laughs> I, I don't I don't really know much about Bam Bam, but I watched the video of it after we got got told about that then, and then. I rang him up and I actually rang Craig the day afterwards and I said, mate, don't you think I could beat him? <laughs> <laughs> and it's the, the first time he was like, um. there'd, there'd need, we need to work on a lot, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I was like, oh, okay. And, and, you know, we we've saying that that's that's what a coach is supposed to be, be there for. Like, you know, and, and it really resonates with me that obviously Craig cares enough about me to actually want my, my best interest. I know that. There are some coaches out there who just yeah will take any fight anywhere any time doesn't matter yeah. um and and you know maybe their athletes are good enough but sadly enough there's some athletes who, who aren't good enough and their coaches put them in positions where where they they're obviously going to be a, at an opportunity to lose and 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 you know as as I was it's a relatively safe sport right fighting right? Don't, <laughs> I don't want to scare anyone off but there are there are obviously some risks that that come involved with any sport it's you know we need to be safe. We need to be smart about it, and, and realistically, you yeah, are getting punched in the head. You mm. know? So th- there are there are some adverse effects that, that come from it. You know, um, but on on the brighter side, like for for us here in SA, like we you know we get MRIs, we we have to have a physical before we get involved in any any combat sport. Um, you know, like we we're, we're, we're protected as much as we can. We control our controllables. You know what I mean? And yeah, we, we've had athletes before at, at DFC who've returned to. A bit of a dubious MRI, and we've pulled them from the card. You know, what I mean, we've had athletes on the day who, who the doctors haven't signed off on. Mm. Um, you know, like so, we, we want to protect the fighters as well and, and, and the athletes involved. But yeah,
1: mm. you yeah, know, we need
3: to need to be careful of how we look after people.
1: Absolutely. And uh, do you uh, you you come into the fight game relatively late in your mm. life? Uh, do you still feel fresh? Do you still feel good?
3: Yeah, yeah I, mate, I wake up every morning feeling like a million bucks. Yeah. No? <laughs> 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 no, no, some, some days I'll wake up a bit sore than others and I'll tell you what, the last couple of mornings have been super cold. Yes. I <laughs> super know about it.
1: So. Awesome. So, uh, Greg, um, DFC coming up on the, the 1st of August. Wait, yep. um, big card matchups being made as we speak mm-hmm. um, and uh, a lot of anticipation. Now, you did mention to me you, you choose not to fight at your own promotions. Yeah, I
3: made the early mistake of yeah, thinking that I could probably you know, wear many hats and, yeah. and obviously look after look after the show as, as well as competing on it, um, and lost it to Jeremy Joyner. And fantastic athlete he is. He, he, he brought it to me, and, and but he wasn't running an event at the same time, JK, was he? Well, yeah, hey. uh, <laughs> like everyone I've lost to, like I've, I've, they've beaten me, and I'll, I'll wear that and I'll say that. Yep, um, you know. So there's there's certainly no. I'm never ever going to say that. I oh, know. So I would be, like, you know, I'd love no, to that, run was,
1: it back. that was me. I was yeah. making excuses for <laughs> so, hey, I'd,
3: I'd love to run it back with every single person I've ever fought, like, yeah. you know, and win, loss, or draw, I'd be like, let's see, let's go again. But, um, yeah, like, running a show and then competing is just very, very stressful, you know, like, mm. um, you know, in, in particular that fight itself, the, the joint of fight, like, mm. I was at the venue till, like, you know, probably 1 o'clock the night before, making chairs set up, setting the cage up, getting everything done, and going yeah. home and sleeping and then and trying to compete the next day and then, Dealing with issues on the day and, hmm. and things like that, it was just probably not a good lead up, and uh, yeah, didn't set myself up for victory. And then and then the other fella I fought um, was Ben Sassoli, and, mm-hmm. and he's got some heavy hands as well, the old Combat Wombat, and he. Uh,
2: That's an awesome name. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> Combat yeah. Wombat. He's, yeah.
3: he's probably yeah. the, the, the new name for the podcast. <laughs> Combat Wombat, yeah, he, do go on. He's, he's the heaviest hitter I've ever fought because normally I I get punched and I remember what's going on and. I, I remember that particular fight? We had a bit of a flurry, and then I've tried to drive him up against the cage, and and then I remember getting punched twice, and then the referee standing over me waving it off, and I was like, oh, "Come on, come on, mate." His, his name was Sharpie, Greg Sharpie. He's calling off. I was like, "Come on, Sharpie!" Like he only hit me twice. And then and then go back and watch the video, and he hit me probably about he hit me twice. Plus, about another hundred. It's <laughs> like, all right. No, it's yeah, fair call. All right, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pay that. So, yeah, just, he's, a, sure. he's, he's the only person who's ever really removed me from my consciousness enough to to, to not be there. I was still there, but yes. I was just, just was obviously just the back,
1: right at the back. I know what was going on, and that, that was enough for you to say, okay, well, that you yeah, there's something yeah. to work out running since, the event. Since, and yeah, all. yeah. Let's let's look for, for opportunities in the state. Yeah, yeah. And are they easy to find at the moment with COVID uh, restrictions and how how is the fight the MMA industry recovering from COVID. Um, well,
3: hey, look, everyone seems to be back full steam ahead, putting shows on, yeah, um, yeah and and the shows are being well supported. Still, we've we, you know, been there in the middle of Australia, um, yeah, you know, but third world's most livable city. So hmm. uh, shout out to Adelaide. Well, yes, right. but, um, good. Yeah. keeps good hashtag right. <laughs> keeps like, good. we need we need obviously some more athletes to come over here, um, and, and you know, our show is generally heavily supported by by people in Victoria new south wales and queensland um uh, being that's where the, the population density sort of resides yeah um so yeah overall state, things are looking pretty rosy for, for, for most people over here you know we we need to make sure that we're, we're pretty smart with how we wind people up and, and obviously again encourage people to come out and, and local athletes to, to be able to come out and support our shows
1: Really tricky to run a show because I know that there was earlier speculation of a, a DFC in July and then yeah. it, with the outbreak in, in Victoria and yeah. the and change to the schedule with the AFL, that means you've got to change plans and, and, and perhaps even matchups. Um, yeah. yeah, What kind of effect is that having on you guys?
3: um it can be detrimental so obviously when when they announced the 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 lockdown um obviously myself craig and and some other other interested parties we we got together and just had a bit of a conversation what are we thinking about what do we need to do um you know being that it'd be unfair for any of the athletes who are matched from victoria currently they're in they're suffering a um they can't train so you know you know we would expect that if we would still have our show in july um even though it looks like restrictions are about to be lifted uh today there's still uh so the lockdown's been lifted sorry uh, mm. in victoria but the, there are still some pretty heavy restrictions for for gym goers etc yep. ma- meaning that they wouldn't be able to get in and, and, and train and, and is that really fair you know, mm. and and one thing that that craig as the matchmaker prides himself on is making sure that fights are fair yeah like, you know, even if, with victorians Fights weren't fair. Craig would have matched me up with, with some <laughs> some nice, nice easy, easy wins for me. Uh, <laughs> if it, it didn't. That's for sure. So, um, you know, like that's that's how how we look at it. You know what I mean? We want to make sure we're providing these guys an opportunity because, you know, again, we have athletes who might only compete once in their whole entire life. We we have guys who have one fight, one and done. Win, lose, draw, it doesn't matter. They just want to get in there and they want to they want to test the waters. Mm. Um, you know. So, and and we have guys who who. A career you know try to make a career of this you know what i mean like we want to provide them with the best opportunity and if if they've had a hampered progress or, or, or a hindered you know like run up to, to an event you know every fighter is normally going to have a carrying injury every fight like well if you, if you if you want to fight you you will you will have i've never gone into a fight without an injury i've, I've never gone into a fight where it's might not feel feel the bee's knees like yeah that there's is, always something is. something hanging over the top of you and if you if you don't it's generally because you're not training hard enough mm. right? but you know, we want to make sure that these guys are given that opportunity. We want to make sure that any athlete who does compete on a DFC show puts their best foot forward. Yeah, has the opportunity to present themselves the best and, and yeah, showcase their wares. Mm. So you know, like that, that's why we decided to push the show back to, to August to make sure that these guys who who are, have been locked down. So thankfully, every every fight that we had matched together has pretty much stayed together. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and and now as we sort of ease out of it, they'll they'll have about six to six yeah about six weeks hopefully to be able to keep the preparation going and, and get back to it
1: so what uh, young talents exciting you in MMA right now um, uh, Adelaide based uh, <laughs> around Australia around the world yeah. um, around the world around Australia well generally
3: I'll just share that like I said to the young lads coming through CardioFlex at the moment so mm-hmm. uh, we've got Chad and, and Carlos probably the two too young we've got a couple of other others simmering away as well who are, have, haven't been I haven't been unleashed yet but <laughs> there are they they're, they're good um, you know we <sighs> Overall, like MMA itself is, is growing. It's, mm. it's you yeah, It's a bit of a cliche, but it's the world's fastest growing sport. Yeah. Um. But but there are like there's this fantastic talent coming through. Um. You know, on, on a national level, there's fantastic talent coming through on a on a on a world on a world level, and then even even to Adelaide. You know. Um. So so certainly, I'm I'm excited by all the prospects. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I can't really get enough of MMA. <laughs> Sundays at my house, are uh, a tradition. I get in row, like the couch. Put the USC on and watch <laughs> fire Pass with the youngest, and it's great.
1: Fantastic. And and what will you say when your young fella says, "Dad, I wouldn't mind having a go." I'd definitely, I'd encourage
3: it. And I'd again, if the, uh, like I said right at the start, I think I think you know, um, one of the issues that we have in this this world today are sort of blown out of proportion. Mm. Or how I feel, and and you know, getting punched in the face is one way to make you realise that <laughs> shit things aren't that bad. Yeah, uh, as, as debased as that is, like, um. You, know, if you if you really want to trace it, violence is the most basic form of human communication. Mm. So if I ever walked up to, to anyone when I couldn't speak a lick of English and they didn't know i speak a lick of English anyway, and i said, hey, mate, what are we doing? Oh, you know, I want you to do this. And we didn't know how to talk to each other. We'd just fight. It and just then the victor and the one who ever won would generally be like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever you want, mate. Because <laughs> uh, you're going to beat me. Yeah. You know, so, so like, you know, I've... I've, I've to, to me it's it's important and, and you, you watch kids when they grow up as well like young ones and they start to push their boundaries and, and test and, and not that we want to encourage them to, to be physically hurting each other mm. but to be testing each other I, I'd, I'd be more than happy to and like for, for my my kids in particular I'd encourage them like you know, yeah. yes like yeah you know, there's a lot of good merits that come through being involved in a combat sport um, you know there's a lot of fantastic studies out there which demonstrate that you know kids who are involved in, in a combat sport um, are generally less likely to be bullied and also on the reverse side to actually be bullies yeah you know i mean you look at why people bully themselves normal or why are bullies normal mm. and it's a very broad paintbrush but you know we won't delve into it too much but generally yeah. they're, they're they're being bullied themselves somewhere along the line yeah you know what i mean so so they're scared they they want to try to reassert themselves or have dominance and that's what they do whereas kids who've got that knowledge and that skill set understand well i don't i don't need to pick on people i can beat this person up and, and they're confident in their self so to me that's that's what martial arts provides and what's what a combat sport can do is it it actually promotes um self-esteem you yeah. know so like they've got self-esteem within themselves and they, they don't want to go and bully people yeah. they, don't, they don't feel the need to because oh, i'm comfortable with my own skin and that's it's one of the great things that i think about combat sports yeah so yeah when when my son taps me on the shoulder when my daughter taps me on the, on the shoulder and says dad i want to get a, get in there and have a crack well, all means let's go excellent that's you
2: know. awesome and that's really, that they're really lucky to have that because I definitely haven't had a single person, as we discussed, like, yeah. you know, last week. Like, and that's just boxing, let alone MMA. Yeah. So they're very lucky to have that, and that's really good to hear.
0: we got uh, some listener questions. We had a, an, an anonymous person wrote in. Uh, we'll just call him Craig, Air, Craig I. Um, <laughs> um, he wants to know how you got your nickname Marv. Uh, right, right. Well, Craig, well, Craig well, I should
3: know this. Right? Okay. So, so apparently, all right, I don't know if anyone's seen uh, a bit of a movie called Sin City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, yep. then there's this there's this really, really good looking dude in there <laughs> called called Marv. And and Marv um yeah, yeah just kind of adopts a bit of an attitude of like he, he accidentally hurts people all the time, but he a bit of a bit of a thug, a bit of a bit of a brute. But he does things he's got his own sense of chivalry. Yeah. Right. So he does things, you know, like with with his own sense of you know purpose. Um and sort of you know, doesn't really mind what sort of happens to other people along the way. So um I do mind. So I don't know where this goes. Like, I, I do have probably a bit of a messed up sense of you know, chivalry, I guess to a degree. But you know, like I I also you know have been known upon occasion to to um you know, hurt people at the gym accidentally. So like, it's, never, it's, never, it's never deliberate. It's never deliberate. Um, you know. So next time, or when when if you ever happen to see this Craig guy, ask him about <laughs> ask ask him about my well, it's not my nickname, but but I, I found someone in the show who referenced the
0: Sin City who referenced him pretty pretty well as well. So It's yeah. a good character though. Yeah. It's Marv is an awesome character, and that's the yeah. He did have a follow up question, and that was <laughs> that was. Uh, and uh, why does he sweat so much? Why does, why does Marv sweat so much? Well, uh, it's, it's actually the fitter I get, the more I sweat, and there is actually a condition
3: for it. I <laughs> What it's called at uh, the moment, but it's just like basically because your body, yeah, you're sixty or is it sixty plus percent made up of water, and my, yeah. my body just goes like, well, you, know, you you need to cool down. So yeah. I work pretty hard. Yeah. Um, and then my body just goes, boom, I need to get out of that. And so once my, my core body temperature gets up, it takes a long way to come down. So so it's just super efficient. Yeah, just super yeah, efficient. Yeah. It's like we need, we need to stay cool. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: There you go. Uh, we've got the, one of those guys uh, similar with that, with the arm wrestling, but his hand is like trying to grip hold yeah. of it oh, no. like a wet fish, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, it, becomes, it becomes super
3: useful for fighting. Like I remember the first time I walked out to, to my fight, my very first fight, and you get you get towered down by the referee and that. And obviously, we've been doing some work out the back, and so I was sweating, You're plus worried. probably sweating bullets. And the dude's like, "Get out of a pool!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Did you spray yourself with water?" And I was like, "Nah, no, I didn't." And the second <laughs> one of my secos said this exactly is the same thing as well. when when I was at, um, doing some training for something else, anyway, um, and uh, I've walked, we we're carrying some some stuff from one one dorm to another. He's like, Hurr just get the fuck out of a pool. Like, like, my fucking my gear was soaked. I was like, uh, no, I just sweat a lot.
1: Working so. hard. That's what you're doing.
0: That's it. That's
1: it. So uh, with DFC coming up, um, we've got, uh, we've got some of the best fighters who are going to be descending upon Adelaide. It's uh, super exciting. And it's great for the MMA fraternity that you guys continue to put on a world class event, mate. And, uh, uh, you know, on behalf of the, all of those guys, you know, thank you because um, for uh, as you were pointing out, for a lot of these guys, this is their first opportunity to enter the ring or enter a professional fighting environment, mm-hmm. and uh, and for others, it's a it's a stepping stone to to greater things. We were talking about Shane Mitchell just mm-hmm. a little bit earlier, um, for instance. So another fantastic talent that's uh, on the brink um, of uh, the UFC, mm-hmm. um, and uh, great for the young guys around the club and who who uh, go to to watch these events to to be close to somebody like that that's on the brink of greatness. Yeah, yeah it's, it's certainly, um, and again, like, and, and I, I bang on about
3: it a fair bit, but, like, the MMA community or any combat sports community is generally a lot different to how people would perceive it, you know. Mm. So it's 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 great that yeah, we can have young dudes roll around the gym, you know what I mean, like you get some 12-, 14-year-old kids who, who walk in and and they're just immediately surrounded by some of the best talent in Australia. Yeah. And uh, they get an opportunity to train with them. And, and they've got an opportunity to go up and talk to them. Being, being that I've been involved in security for – well, was involved in security for a while, like, I've come across a lot of professional sports athletes. Mm. right? And I, I can tell you that I've, I've watched some people who are absolute pigs when mm. it comes to how they deal with, with fans and how they deal with people. Um, And, 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 and in, in a combat sports, like, I've come across some absolute gems. So – Mm-hmm. Um, the last time the UFC was here in in Adelaide um, at the time, he wasn't the champion, but the current UFC uh, featherweight champion, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, yeah. was, was standing out the front of, of you know, um, the Adelaide Entertainment Centre, the little joint at the cross in the middle of the, the thing there we can get coffee. Yeah. Him, him and his coach are, are out there, Joe Lopez, and they're just waiting to get a coffee. Yeah. Right, and people are coming up, having a chat with him, you know. And this is undoubtedly one of the world's most dangerous men in the sense of, like, he, could, <laughs> he, he can tell up most people, and mm. he's just, "Yeah, you go, lads." Like, and he's he's quite happy to provide his time for people. Like, people like that have attended our shows. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and they're quite happy to sign autographs for people. They're quite happy, you know. Like, if you look at like we've had the Mokhtarian brothers over who fought in the UFC. We've had Alex Alex Gorges over who's come over as well. They're they're quite happy to share time with people. We've got Jimmy Creak, one of the um, light heavyweight top ten at the moment. You know, he's been to our show. You know, they, these guys come to these our shows, and and they're quite comfortable with their time. They're quite comfortable to go and speak to people. You know what I mean? Like. I guess you know if I look at how I look at it as well. Like I, a lot of these people look at it as a gift. Like I get to fight and, and you mm. know, I get to make a bucket load of money doing it. Like this is fantastic. Like they're they're quite happy to go out there and share that that their time and and really appreciative of it. Because yeah. I felt like in some other sports that that I've been in and around and involved with, um, they don't necessarily appreciate it so much anymore. It's a bit of a hassle for them. Like yeah. you know, and it's like well. Uh, maybe because MMA is in its infancy that that it is it is still got a bit of a novelty factor on it and, and it's like oh, great cool and it's it's not as well publicly known or, or you know we might be the world's fastest growing sport and people certainly do like to to go and, and head to the the local pub on a, on a Sunday to watch a UFC yeah. um yeah big big one on this weekend obviously we've got uh, yeah uh, Israel uh, defending his belt yeah but, you know, um like yeah so the the casual fans are more aware of it and yeah so I guess those people at least are a little bit more more appreciative of it. Um, and that when they come up and they speak to and see these guys, but certainly you know, as the sport does continue to grow, we will see that change. But
1: hopefully not. Yeah. Well, and before you go, let's get your thoughts on the upcoming UFC. Ah, oh, easy, easy for sure. Yeah. Like thank you. Know. you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't and, even and, know and, you're and, fighting, but uh, <laughs> you still thank you much. And, and, and,
3: and <laughs> more just basically because you know I like your support homegrown, yeah. even though. Not necessarily home grab but once they become Nigeria. successful you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah of course yeah. if he starts yeah. losing then yeah he can go back to New Zealand <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he was pushing me further away no, no, yeah cool
1: yeah awesome well um well, mate thank you so much for joining us here oh, on the nice. Daily Combat podcast it's been an absolute joy fantastic to hear your story and your plans for the future and mate, whatever might come of this
0: proposed next fight we wish you yeah. all the very best of <laughs> luck you've been listening to the daily combat podcast if you would like further information about today's guest greg hearn you can check out his fighting promotion website diamondbackfc.com special thanks also go out to our main sponsor real estate agents group this company is growing to become one of South Australia's largest independent real estate groups. With their board of directors with over 100 years of collective real estate industry experience, real is for real people by real people. Check them out on Facebook under Real Estate Agents Group or visit their website urbanandruralsales.com.au. The Daily Combat Podcast is proudly brought to you by Dave Stockbridge, Isabella Rossitano and Hollywood Matt Connolly. Make sure to give us a five-star review as this helps us to continue to promote combat sports in Australia and around the world. You can find out more information about the podcast at dailycombatnews.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms with full video episodes available on YouTube. Just search The Daily Combat Podcast. Thank you again for listening from all of us here at The Daily Combat Podcast team.